The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. All right, I'm a little fired up today, so like that piece of imaging has got me bad now. If you didn't give me a job, I'd probably be working at a station across the street kicking your ass. Let's be honest about that. Welcome to The Stansberry Show, broadcasting live on Rock 106.9 for the time being until my boss gets here, throws me out for what I just said. Also online, WRQK.com. And stay up to date via the iHeartRadio app. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, yeah. how are you? Um, Game well, one, NBA Finals. I know the Cavs erection, huge. Obviously, the Cavs erection is raging this morning and will be all day long. But I'm um, not going to lie. I feel like the world was trying to bring me down this morning, and I refuse to let it. And literally, I mean bring me down this morning. Okay. So I wake up, and uh, you know I'm kind of watching Fox 8 on the couch for a little bit. And I'm like, dude, you got to go get ready for work. And by going to get ready for work, I was like, dude, got to go get that Cavs shirt out of the dryer. Ah, yeah. You know, I was like, hey, got to go, go put on some Cavs gear, feeling good. You know, had to wash all my stuff yesterday because I'm like, I want it ready for the entire finals. I want all my shirts, want all my clothes, want all, all my want all my Cavs gear ready. Makes all the sense so in the world. As I'm walking down, uh, you know, the basement steps. Uh, I'm on the second to last basement step, and all of a sudden, your boy is like, da-doop, 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 no, dude, just out of nowhere, I missed the step, and I, I like, you know, do that where you overstep. God, watching seven foot people <laughs> to fall is so funny. I wish I would have seen it. So I, so I, I, I like, I, you know, I hit the like the, the landing there, right? And as I hit the landing, my foot hits like a box behind me, so I like slip backwards, and Banana then peel. and but luckily I landed in. Like, like a pile of dirty laundry, so it was a very soft landing, and I was just laying there, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I got Don Henley singing "Dirty Laundry" in my head right now. I'm just like, "Son of a bitch!" Oh, that's funny. So yeah, so the morning started off a little bit rough, but uh, hopefully things will uh, will qu- quickly kick into gear here. For things me. are going to definitely get better as we'll be passing out Monster Truck Destruction Tour tickets. That will happen 7:30 and 9:30. GNR playing the queue. That show is in October. We'll get you hooked up at 8:30 on that. We will be talking to Scott from Waiting for Next Year. Mm-hmm. At eight o'clock, about the NBA Finals, about LeBron James. I understand that there's somebody had defaced one of his homes in yeah. Los Angeles. We'll address that at seven a.m. He's got a home in Los Angeles. Is he going to play for the Lakers? LeBron going to the Lakers? It's all over. No, I think what might be happening there is he's a billionaire and LA is oh. kind of awesome. So oh. maybe he likes to visit there every once in a while. Oh. So maybe he bought a house there. I'm guessing that. Yeah, now I want to talk about LeBron here a little bit. And apparently, I've been talking about LeBron a lot lately. And I have defended my, uh, my, my love affair of all things LeBron James um, by saying, well, I mean, he, all right, so here's what happened. I took an email from a, from a listener. Okay. All right. It says, I want to start off by saying, love the show. Thank you. It says, I, I've wrote you about other topics. You never respond to my emails. But here I am writing you again, knowing full well you probably won't respond for whatever reason. For the record, I have already written a response back to Sean, and now I will address it on the air because I'm willing to bet some of you feel this way, and I kind of want to lay it out for you. Okay. He says, I really like your show, but it feels like for 30, 40, if, for 30 to 40 minutes every morning when I'm in the car, you're talking about LeBron and, you know, how you love LeBron. Okay, well, segments are about 15 minutes on the program. So I, now I know that's, that's me nitpicking, looking to nitpick your email apart, right? He says, but I understand now that he's in the finals, you're going to talk him. He's like, but it's the days when not anything's going on with LeBron James where you're just talking about him. I said, okay, so I'll stop there and I'll address this for everybody. I really respect LeBron James, not on the court, off of it. That's where, I I, I mean, you can turn on a, a Cavs game and the eye test will tell you he's a great basketball player. But if you study what he does off the court, his business moves, who he associates with and who he doesn't, you can draw lines in your life 
and say, okay, you know what? If I follow this a little bit more, I may be more successful than I was yesterday. And I look at people, since I'm in a performance-based career, much like LeBron is, very different, but performance-based all the same, I look at people who have nailed it and said, where can I draw from to, to you know, apply these things in my life, my career, our career, our show, and make this thing better? I don't think that's crazy. No. I, don't, I don't think it's in no. crazy. Also, LeBron, another broadcaster once said to me, consumption is truth. People, it's like picking songs for the radio. People will tell you they're sick of Metallica songs. So sick of it. Enter Sandman. Heard eight million times. It's the worst. But but music testing over and over and over again has proven that no, you're not sick of Enter Sandman. That that's the song you actually turn up, even though you're programmed in your mind to tell people you don't like Enter Sandman. But if we play it, you're gonna turn it right up. I've seen the numbers, and LeBron's very much the same thing. It's like a sex scandal. Right, like when there's a sex scandal going on, people will tell you in the office, "Oh, I'm so sick of hearing about that." Yet, whatever newspaper, online blog, or TV shows talking about it the most, that's whose ratings are highest. Consumption is truth, not what people tell you they want. Oh, and you know, I'm not trying to put it into this realm, but I think President Trump is a prime example of that. Great where, example where, where people want to say, "Oh, I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about it." Yes, you do. Yes, yes you, you do. do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because you either want to get mad or you want to clap about it. I don't think there really needs to be too much justification when it comes to talking about LeBron. Now, biggest I, I, athlete in the planet, and he plays for a Northeast Ohio team, and he's from Northeast Ohio. I, I mean, dude, if that's not topic A, I don't know what is. Right. I mean, he's the guy who ended the championship drought in Northeast Ohio. 52 years, like, right? Like you said, arguably the most famous athlete on the face of the planet. Could maybe even drop the word athlete off of that statement and say person. Right. I mean, a, a, a stand-up dude off the court. I, I, I don't understand why. And the thing is, too, is you have to remember that, like, yes, maybe you... Plus, we're dudes and we like sports. Right. And, and that's the thing, too, is that guys who listen to this radio show, at the end of the day, that is our job is to make men listen to this radio show. Men aged 25 to 54. That's our our bread and butter, that's what we get paid to do. We want everyone. Right. It'd be awesome. But to I'm have paid everyone. to keep that demographic in the boat. So, and those dudes like sports, and those dudes like beer, and those dudes like hot chicks, and those dudes like the things that those dudes like. And those are the things that we are going to make our brand surrounded around, dude. Like, that's that's a winning equation. You know, I've had women come up to me and say to me, you know, you've been talking sports too much lately. And and I understand that. And I like we do better with women than than a lot of rock shows, yeah. you know, historically have. And I've always said to them, look, I understand that. I, I I totally do. But part of the reason that I have been going more sports heavy lately than I have anything else is because Trump's the only other story, right. and people are super sensitive about him right now. Almost snowflakey. We addressed this yesterday on the program where people were like, "Your constant Trump bashing," which meanwhile, dude, I was talking. I went back and listened. I went back and listened to three, I went back and listened to two weeks of shows yesterday after that, right? Because I got accused of being a Trump basher. I went back and listened to two weeks of shows. You know what I said about him? I called him the vagina, the, the grabbing by the vagina guy. If that's trashing a president, you're going to have to live with it. I'm sorry. In my lifetime, I never thought I would see a guy get elected after saying that. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll put you through this filter. Okay, let's go back to like 11th grade okay. when everybody's kind of like lost and they don't know what you're going to do. Are you, am I going to go to college? Is it going to be trade school? Am I going to live with my parents till I'm 50? Whatever. If you would have came to a study hall, Twinsburg High, RB Chamberlain High, and said to me, 
and said to a group of people in a study hall in 11th grade, and I was sitting at the table, what happens first? Stansbury dies in a stupid accident, or we elect a guy president who talks about grabbing women by the vaginas? And when I was in 11th grade, everybody would have said, oh, yeah, Stansbury dies before that happens. So you see what I'm saying? Like, there was legitimately something that happened where I thought I could die first without that happening, and yet it happened. So, yeah, I called him the grab him by the vagina guy. Like, if that's bashing him, you're going to have to live with it. I, I'm, that's not bashing a president. That's talking about what happened. As a matter of fact, you know what? Oh, my God. we got to do it again. Because apparently Sean Spicer now, his press secretary, has doubled down in this Kofefi thing, which I kind of wish would just go away because none of the jokes were good. None of them. I, these at midnight shows and all these bull. Oh my god! I almost said something. Careful, careful, careful. And all these, like, all these like almost creative TV shows that are like all banking on your Twitter accounts because writers don't know how to write TV shows anymore. They're all stupid. All those Kofefi jokes were stupid. But Sean Spicer doubling down will air you uh, his audio next on the Stansbury. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the Monster Truck Destruction Tour, brought to you by Traxxas. That's going down at Stark County Fairgrounds, I believe, tomorrow and the day after. Indeed. This weekend, then. Indeed, the second and third. Not working on Monday kind of screwed me all up. I'm, I, I never know what day it is, uh, what time is the weekend coming, that whole thing. But 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with those. 8.30, GNR tickets, and 9.30, another chance at Monster Truck Destruction Tour tickets. Which, by the way, people hit me up all day about that yesterday. Of My course, kid man. wants to go to that. Of course. Fanton always says, pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. That's all you're going to need, the edge. It's the only thing you need. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, 8 o'clock. Get a look ahead at game one of the NBA Finals. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if we should talk about the Cavs. I don't know. Should we talk about LeBron? I don't know. That guy didn't like it. He's got problems with it. I mean, it's not like I'm breaking down Darren Williams' life in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, I'm talking LeBron. I mean... I mean, to have to try to justify that. I mean, dude, it's the biggest story on the face of the planet for a reason. There's shows all across the country that are going to be talking about it. You think that we aren't in, so, sitting here in Northeast? Oh, come on. Like, I, yeah, I said to Fantone before the show started, I read him the email. I said, yeah, I'm probably going to start the show with this. I said, but, you know, here's why I know we're doing the right thing is that you take a four hour sports show, national, that's based in Los Angeles or New York, they're talking LeBron all day. And so, like, the guy's from 20 minutes from right here. He's just, dude, we're about to have game one of the trilogy, and you don't think I'm going to get into it? Well, you're not a sports show. You're a rock morning radio show. No, I'm dude, a man that pays attention to all if, things. If, 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 and that's the thing, dude, is we try to be a topical show, and if the topic is sports, the topic is sports. If you want to go listen to some radio show that's fake, that is making interns drink bodily fluids and crap like that, you know where there's plenty of places to do that. There, dude, there's plenty of radio shows wow. that get that done on a regular basis. And if that's what you want, then go do that. Wow. Wow. See, Come on, y- dude. Y- you can't attack LeBron James. On, he, just, he just Come guards on. it so closely. <laughs> he just does. He just does. All right, I'm moving us. Now let's wade into the to the less polarizing subject that is the President of the United States. All right? All right. And his press secretary, Sean Spicer, who I believe 
has not said a true thing the entire time as press secretary. I give that guy a lot of credit. I really do. You do? Yeah, in the sense of... I can't wait to hear this. Well, as somebody who has to play devil's advocate a lot and has to kind of like go with things that I know aren't necessarily what I think or feel, I'm, I'm just, you know, continuing the conversation. He gets up there and has to go with things that he doesn't, he knows aren't true and has to defend them and has to, it, that's a tough place to be in and it's not like the most respectful respectable thing in the I think world. That, that job is always asked that of that person, but normally it's like, we're not ready for the press to know we're about to put troops in this region. Right. So you're going to have to hold your poker face for right. 24 hours, and then we'll tell the public once we've started moving the troops. Right? But not like, well, what did he tweet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that. So this Kofefi thing... Am I saying this right? Dude, I, it, 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 it deteriorated for me yesterday. By the end of the day, I was calling it like kofifiness and like, I don't know. Because sure, it's a made up word. There is no correct pronunciation of it. It's made up. <laughs> I just want to, I'm going to put this out there. All of the Kofefi jokes have been lame. Yeah, they have. All of them. Mostly yours. They've all been bad. I have not seen one Kofefi joke that was funny. Not one. That's amazing. And For pe- any like thing that's caught like the entire nation to not see one thing that was like oh that's amusing. I mean, there were people yesterday just going wild with them. It's like okay, hey, you wake up and you saw that it was a thing and you feel like you were gonna make the joke, but like, dude, by by five o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, you were still like, haha, it kind of looks like coffee. I can't start my Monday without my cafefe. Fresh cup of cafefe. <laughs> a guy said to me on Twitter yesterday, he's like, it was all fun and games last night. You had to be there when it was happening live no it, it, no i didn't no i didn't I, I, had i been awake i would have said this is lame as hell because i'm just the kind of person that views like i said prior to this break shows like at midnight on comedy central i find to be useless they're, they're gaining all of that content off of your back and not paying you anything and if you have to be there to for it to be funny, then it wasn't funny. It wasn't that funny. And it, dude, those jokes were burnt by the time I woke up at three thirty in the morning yesterday, and it happened at midnight. So it took about three and a half, four hours for everybody to get every joke out. And the fact that you're still saying, "No, dude, five o'clock in the afternoon, it's hilarious." This okay. is what I said about right. this stuff yesterday. Like this, this stuff that gets huge on Twitter. It's like a Mike Myers movie. 20 minutes in, you want to vomit in your popcorn bag because he said the same joke 27 times already. Yeah, it's, baby. I, yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, uh. There's nothing worse than the Austin Powers movies. Yes, there are. It's every other Mike Myers movie ever made. I mean, that guy just sucked. He was just bad. But Sean Spicer actually apparently went out and behind the seal of the president doubled down on the Kefefi thing. We have that audio. Let's run it. Do you think people should be concerned um, that the president posted somewhat of an incoherent tweet last night and that it then stayed up for hours? Do you think that people should be concerned that the president, you know, put an incoherent tweet out and it stayed up there for hours? Is no. that concerning? No. No, I, I, I really don't. I, I'm not going to go overboard on it. I'm not going to. I don't want to As go a guy overboard. who had to fix five typos on things we posted on the internet yesterday and didn't realize it until after I got home, I, I feel like I'm a little crazy if I come after him for it. But you're not the president using that forum specifically to reach the American people. Like, that's what he, dude, that's what he preaches. It's like, no, this is the best way to get information from me. He's making, like, policy moves on Twitter 
I feel like, dude, there there has to be a little bit of like, dude, no. And if you tweeted something with like obviously glaring errors where you didn't even finish your sentence, you would be like, oh, damn. You, what the hell's the matter with me? Look at the tweet you just sent. Of course you did. As I apologize. You, this is what I meant. As soon as you press okay. send, you see that tweet come up in your timeline. Timeline. You see and that your it's balls there. Are shrivel. And, and you're you, like, oh, I made a mistake. You read it. So like, okay. I don't know. I feel like, dude, if that's gonna be your like, this is my forum. This is my 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 soapbox. Then, yeah, then I guess maybe you should... I Yeah, is it crazy to ask a president to proofread something before sending it out? Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, all right, maybe you're right there. Do you think people should be concerned um, that the president posted somewhat of an incoherent tweet last night and that it then stayed up for hours? Uh, no. Why did it stay up so long? Is, is no one watching this? No, I, I think the, the, uh, the president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. Blake. Blake. Listen, to, listen to the hysteria in there. That poor guy. That's a job I wouldn't want. It's a job I would never want, no matter who the president was. Right. Take the best president in the history I don't want to be the press secretary for, because that job would just suck. But especially now. You know, I heard people making this suggestion that it was, that it's a secret message to Russia. That that word was a secret message. Like, and I was like, all right, well, that's getting a little brazen to like, on a public timeline, try to hide them. But I mean, I don't think that's what it is. But at this point, I can't. I can't rule anything out. People, like I said yesterday, people are trying to make this like an impeachable offense or something like that. I'm telling you what happened is he's laying there in his bed, scrolling through his timeline like everyone else does before he goes to sleep, started tweeting something out, fell asleep in the middle of it, phone falls like next to his face. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's done that. I was going to say, so a guy just just wrote in who's the biggest Trump hater you'll ever meet in your life. Says this is a very simple explanation. He started a tweet, got distracted by something more important, tossed his phone in his pocket without hitting the lock button. A couple of buttons get pressed. Next thing you know, tweet's on the timeline. And that's probably the most likely scenario. I saw this yesterday, too, though, a little bit. Did you see this? Democrats are now pushing for Jerry Springer to run for Ohio governor. And it might be the perfect time, right? Because what used to what, what would hold Jerry back before is you'd be like, well, his show's crazy. Oh yeah, you can't have Jerry Springer up there. The That's host the of that show that let people beat each other up on TV. Well, guess what, guys? A guy who would have been on the Springer shows now in the White House. So you can't tell me Jerry Springer can't be governor. <laughs> Good lord, man! This is the greatest job in the world and the best time alive to be doing it. I am the luckiest some bitch alive. Hashtag LeBron. You stop it! Back that thing up! The Sansbury Show will teach you how to retire early. And then we'll quit the show and walk right out of here. <laughs> All that happens next on Rock 106.9. Station Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. You know what I did uh, the other day that was not smart? I watched, uh, I watched the, 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 the latest... Fast and Furious movie? Yeah, that was not smart. <laughs> Woof. Man, big old swing and a miss there. I Now, I, I know it made money. Yeah, a lot of it. I, so did the Spice Girls. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that the Fast and Furious movie made money. 
but holy God, was that an awful two and a half hour piece of trash. It was not good. And I'm an expert. I host a four hour piece of trash every day. I know. <laughs> I have uh, I have preached many, many times about a book I once read while I uh, while I was out of work that has helped me reshape my financial life. It's called Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And I love this book because it's not your boss's fault you don't have enough money. It's not society's fault you don't have enough money. It's not somebody's holding you down. It's your fault. And it's hard medicine. And that's what I really liked about that book. And I bring this up because I'm reading now from Yahoo Finance. That if you would like to retire by the time you're 40, now I won't make it, but if you would like to retire by the time you're 40, the eight things that you need to do, and these are a lot of these are derived from Dave Ramsey's book, and I notice in this article they give him credit nowhere. Um, I will say that to retire by age 40, you're either going to have to sacrifice... But your- I have a wicked jump shot. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, I, that's that's a that's a crazy goal to try to retire by the age of 40. Yeah, I think 60 is probably you know, I, you know, about right. They say here that spending mindlessly, and you know, just nickel and diming yourself to death, and people will do this. $5 thing at the store, okay. oh, it's only 5 bucks. I'll do it. But, you know, you do that 10 times, now all of a sudden, you know, you're racking up serious bills okay. there. They also say lifestyle inflation, Phantom. If you want to settle down early, it's time to stop living up to the ceiling of what your income allows. Meaning, don't, you know, don't move into a bigger apartment, bigger house, just because you can yeah, I think that's the problem with a lot of people is you get a raise or you get, you know, a new job or whatever it is. And at first you're like, dude, what am I going to do with all this extra money? I don't even know. Like, it's going to be insane. And then within like three months, six months, even a year, it's all of a sudden you're living paycheck to paycheck again because you got on that treadmill of like, oh, well, I can buy more expensive stuff and I can have a better cable plan and I right. can, you know, go out to eat more or whatever it is that you spend your money on. Yeah, that 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 happens, I think, to everybody. That's actually the next one that they say here. Uh, you know, these are tips to retire early. Buying lunch and dinner every day is where people make their huge mistake. They, um, one man here says he, he saved about $5,000 a year by not going to lunch and going to dinner and eating at, you know, at home or like brown bagging it. Um, you know, and it all depends on the restaurants you're eating. Yeah. At. And this, you know, that could go up and down, up and down, up and down. Because like anything else, you can go get lunch for $3 or you can go get lunch for $300. You know what right. I mean? So like if, 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 if it's you can dollar menu it in some ways, I think it is, especially for like low income people, I can understand why the convenience and the, the ease of the dollar menu is like, well, I know it's not the healthiest thing in the world for me. A lot of calories per dollar. I can, right. I can sustain myself right. on this though. Where it's like, dude, if I go grocery shopping and I've got kids crying and I've got, you know, all these different things, it's just easier. The long run shopping saves you money. But on the short term here and there, yeah, you could probably feed somebody, you know, a a, a small child pretty easily, uh, you know, through the window there. And they say trying to show up your friends is another one. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't worry about it. And again... One of the things that I read in Dave Ramsey's book, Total Money Makeover, and I can't preach it enough because it just really did change my whole life, is that one of the big mantras in that book was, and I thought it was so smart, there's two, and they both made me feel like a dumbass when I read them because I was like, yeah, I should have been able to come up with this on my own, which is the first was having a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And when I read that, I was like, oh, how smart. And then the, uh, the other one was is be willing to live like no one else now 
so you can live like no one else later. Meaning, don't be worried about your clothes now. Don't be worried about having a brand new car right now. Don't be worried about like you know having the nicest house now. Save this money. That way, when you get to retirement age, you can live like no one else. Meaning, you don't have to be a greeter at a big box store to make a living. You see, at 40, at 30, you were putting all your money away, not doing tequila shots with it, so now you can rest easy. When I think back about my first real run on the radio, I made really good money. Once upon a time, I did you know, pretty good at this. And, you know, there were bonuses and there were endorsements and stuff for a while there. It was just raining $100 bills in my house. Right. And I spent every last dollar out on it, getting high, getting drunk, doing things I shouldn't have been doing, chasing women, doing all this stuff. And when I look back on it, I hate it. Like, I don't even recognize it. Like, when I think back on all that stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, the money that I just lit on fire, living a lifestyle that I didn't even really want to be living. It wasn't even making me happy. And just thinking that it was going to be there tomorrow. You know right. what I mean? It's very easy to lull yourself it's into craziness. that. of like, oh, well, dude, this income will always be coming in. Therefore, it's just not that important today. Obviously, in your case, that was not the case. That was not the case. That's why I still run two jobs now because, I, dude, I've been burned. And I will not be burned again. Can't do it. Um, I, I, don't get me wrong. Those are all like very valid financial tips. And I think everybody... Easier said probably, than done. Well, not only easier said than done, but like... A lot of that's making the assumption that you are going to have that a little bit of extra income. There are families out there who right now who have their belt tightened as much as they possibly can. And they, uh, you, you can't do it. And you can't. Yeah, no, there, there, there are going to be cases of that. I think more likely is, is that I think most people are probably in, in that think they're really there but aren't really. And if you really examined your spending, you could be like, all right, I could cut this, I could cut this, and I could cut this. If you were honest with yourself and honest with your budget and honest with your, uh, you know. There's your, hundreds of dollars a month you could your, save. Your needs versus your wants. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's going to be a lot of people out there can, that, that can tighten that belt. Um, when it comes to retirement, I, I actually had a moment kind of, of like, ah, dude, it'll be okay. Um, really? Where, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here at 33, and I'm like, dude, you just do not, you don't contribute enough to your 401 k a month you don't you know you're not planning this out well enough and then i thought to myself i'm like dude you're 33 you've got 32 more years of work in front of you 65 is probably the realistic way to go if you kind of if you kind of get your head around it and you kind of like all right i still have enough time in front of me to like make a positive impact it's not like i'm sitting here at 58 like damn i don't have anything saved i mean you got some money put away right yeah yeah yeah. i mean like i mean i contribute to my 401k i mean yeah i I do too i I mean not a lot I, i have a savings account but it's kind of not a lot kind of laughable there i mean and at this point like when i say paycheck to paycheck is it like oh my god i can't wait to get that next paycheck of course but it's not like i don't have i have zero dollars and zero cents until that next two weeks out from payday you could go to dinner yes i mean a day out from payday i can go to dinner it's just it's just like what do i want to say here i I, we all deserve more money we've talked about this a hundred times in the past where it's like everybody deserves more money Eh, take a few more days off i guess (laughs) if that's what you're gonna offer me then 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 i guess i'm gonna have to live i mean that's gonna be the new model for sure i mean that's gonna be the new model in america which i you know I, i that's a whole separate you know conversation there it's just i i um i've been burned and 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 i have uh I try to live with very little regret, but the amount of money that I wasted chasing good times when I wasn't having a good time, I, honestly, that is a massive regret. I was one of those people who was hiding in crowded places. And let me tell you, dude, it leads nowhere good. 
And it, honestly, it, all it did was burn through all my cash. Now, I did have some sex. That was pretty fun. I did have, you know, I met some interesting people, had some wild times. But at the end of the day, it wasn't worth all the money I spent. It really wasn't. And when I start to think about the fact that I need about another 25 years worth of work and do the radio industry ain't going is to 25 years is not going to propel me to another 25 years. I'm going to have to think about another job after this. And honestly, that's what keeps me up every night. That's what I worry about. Not cancer, not heart attacks, none of that stuff. How the hell am I going to live inside until the day I die? That's my biggest concern every day of my life. Sad. (laughs) Honestly, it's a little bit sad. LeBron James is one of those guys you don't want to piss off. Every time you do it, he just goes monster in the game. Somebody defaced his L.A. home. We have his take on what happened. We'll air that for you next on the Stansbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, 730, we'll get you hooked up with those Monster Truck Destruction Tour tickets brought to you by Tracks. Is that event going on this week on Star County Fairgrounds? We'll get you in. Uh, here's the thing. like I am so not the uh, Monster Truck kind of guy. But it is impressive when you're sitting there. Like that's not something I would watch on TV. But like to go do it is something different. I've got an extra pair of jorts. If you want to become a monster truck dude, that's all you gotta do, bro. Put on a pair of jorts, you're gonna be fine. No way, bro. I'm going Confederate flag <laughs> romper. That's how I'm rolling. That's how your boy's going in. We'll get choked up 7:30. Game one NBA Finals later yeah. this evening. Um. I think Cavs win tonight. Uh, I, I I would have said that before yesterday's events of what happened. Um, I just feel like you give LeBron rest and time to look at tape. And hearing about super team, super team, super team, super team, it's just he, he's going to want to go in. I, I, I think he's going to go off tonight. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised you say Cavs win tonight. I really am. Cavs I mean, win tonight. All right, I like it. I'm, I'm in. I think they need to steal one in Golden State, and tonight's the night to do it. I put my money where my mouth is. I have, I have wagered a, a, well, a large dollar amount on said game. I think they win. LeBron's one of those guys you don't want to give this guy motivation. Mm-mm. It's the last thing you want to do. Anytime you make this guy mad, he goes monster. It's just what he does. And yesterday, apparently he has a home in L.A. Duh. If I was a billionaire, yeah. I would have a home in L.A. too. Have a home Don't, everywhere. It, he's not going to go play with Paul George and the Lakers. Like, that's not going to happen. He just wants to have a house in L.A. because, well, he's got a ton of money and who wouldn't? I, I, I've heard that, like, the house is very rarely used. But, like, dude, you're a billionaire. Like, of course. Like, you have a house in all the cities you want to, like, spend a significant amount of time in. I'm sure he's got, you know, properties across the world. That guy could have a house and forget he owns it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you could lose a car in his house here. Probably talking to his wife like, hey, we're going on vacation this summer. We're going to go out to L.A. for two weeks. You got to take care of the hotel. You got to take care of that. And she's like, idiot, we own a house in L.A. Yeah, I'm sure that happens, dude, for sure. So somebody somebody spray painted. Was it spray paint? Do I have that right? Somebody spray painted the N word on LeBron's house. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a coincidence that it ended up being LeBron's house. I think that he was probably targeted. Right. Um. Yes, I definitely understand why why you think that. Um. As this story kind of broke yesterday, and I certainly don't mean to discredit like you know racial harassment or anything like that, but there was a part of me that was like, eh, could this just be an idiot seventeen year old kid with a can of spray paint who randomly walked up to a house and just spray painted the n word on it? 
Yes, that's possible. N- unlikely. How did you reach a gated home? Uh, good question. Good question. Right. I'm assuming but it's gated. Whether, I don't know. Whether whether you randomly picked that house or you intentionally picked that house knowing it was LeBron's, how did you get to that gate? Past right? cameras, and I'm assuming there's security, and it's something on the not, app. Not just a gated home, but a gated neighborhood, right? I mean, it's I not like guess. you can't just. I don't know where it is. You can't just walk up to LBJ's place, I don't think. But I mean, he's got. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that home is a nice stack of bricks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's an impressive stack of bricks. This is awful, okay? Oh, and terrible. I don't mean to be joking around about it because I'm not joking about what happened. And. I, but I do think that he will internalize, and I do think he will use it as fuel and motivation to go out and show the world I am the baddest man alive. You know, obviously LeBron takes social issues to heart, and he feels like he has to be a representative of, of yes. the causes he believes in. And, he does, and, yes. And he needs to, you know, kind of show the world the man that he is. And you're right, dude. This is motivation, and this is if this is if this is the times we live in, and if this is the the cause that I have to fight. What better way to show the world than by going out? This there and isn't demolishing. over, idiots. Right. I'm trying to tell you, this isn't over. Right. Look at my house. It's going to end up happening. We have his response. Here it is. You know, my family is safe. Um, at the end of the day, they're safe, and that's the most important. But it just goes to show that um, that racism uh, will always be a, a part of the world, a part of America. And, um, you know, hate, um, you know, in America, especially for African-American, um, is, uh, is living every day. And even though that you know, that it's concealed most of the time. You know, people hide their faces and will say things um, about you. And when they see you, they smile on your face. Um, it's alive every single day. And um, and I think back to Emmett Till's mom, actually. It's kind of one of the first things I thought of. And and the reason that she had an open casket is because she wanted to show the world um, what her son went through as far as a hate crime. and. You know, being black in America. Um, so it's like it doesn't, no matter how much money you have, um, no matter how famous you are, no matter how many people admire you, um, you know, being, being black in America is, is tough. And, uh, and we got a long way to go. Um, you know, for for us as a society and for us as African Americans, until we until we feel equal um, in America, and um, you know, but my family is safe, and um, you know, that's what's that's what's important. He's right. That's what's important, and that's what he's going to be thinking about tonight, not himself. And I'll tell you, LeBron knows as you're sitting in the stands. Opposing fans, he knows opposing fans are sitting there thinking the N-word in their minds as 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 you're paying a ton of money to go watch him and other African-American men entertain you. He knows you're thinking it. Excuse me one second. He, But the problem is now, you brought this to his doorstep now. Now, I know he didn't live there. But now it's about his kids. That's what LeBron. That's what a father's thinking about today. I know we don't think about LeBron being a dad like that, or right? a human. Yeah, or human. A human right. He's just an entity, right? But he's a father today. Savannah's a mother today, and that's what they're dealing with: is their kids, and they have to walk their kids through this life lesson over something that was spray painted on his house. I'm telling you, he's gonna go off, to, dude. He's dropping fifty tonight. I'm telling you, there's such a weird relationship when it comes to sports and race, and you kind of. 
of you know bring up the fact of there's opposing players and you know Adam Jones from or when he went to Boston and played in the Red Sox or played the Red Sox you know it's crazy that people will look at opposing players and think, oh, look at that enter. He's out there doing this, LeBron. But I like, like my... Right, but you, like, have, you have a team full of right. them standing in front of you that you'll cheer for. And that just goes to show, you know, if your racist dad might not let you listen to the little Uzi Vert mixtape that came out, but Google he's, he's going to let you watch the Browns game. You know what I mean? So I always that is felt weird. like I've always felt like race and sports have this weird relationship where, I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously civil servants and musicians and artists, black artists, those are very important people when it comes to race relations, but athletes do have a responsibility there, or at least a, a maybe even a burden there that they have to carry when it comes. I think burdens probably closer when it comes to that to that to that race relation. Um, you know what always gets me too is music, because you bring up Little Uzi Vert, right? But you would say somebody who who pays attention to race in America, you would say that we are bre- we are better off as a society now than we were in like the late fifties, early sixties, right? right? Okay. Yet Motown was like the biggest thing in the world. So what were racists doing? Were well, they out there talking about how they were ruining America and then cranking up My Girl on the way home? Is I, that what was happening? I, I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of people who were like, don't listen to that Enter music or when Motown. But was it's Motown... the best music ever. And it certainly, it's, it's amazing to think during the civil rights era that Motown musicians were able to come up with such beautiful music and really make that about happiness right it, it, it really does go to show you that you know those were those were special artists in a special time making um, lemonade doing what you can there but i mean was that music as popular as rap music is today i don't know i i, I, I don't know i, 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 there. I, 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 I guess it, I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look and see what, what the reception was it there. just seems crazy um he brings up emmett till um which, which was if you don't know yeah was lynched in mississippi i believe it was I, right i, I yeah, and in fifty five, it for whistling at a white woman. This was like a, I think a twelve year old boy that was lynched for whistling at a white woman. Yeah, um, I felt like that was a little bit like, dude, don't compare yourself to the mother of a child who was lynched. I felt like that was a little bit, but I understand his point of you have to do things in a public fashion for anybody to like react to it. Yeah, that. That's like the third time in like a week Emmett Till's been brought into a race a thing. I, I know Charlemagne the God made that about you know Christine Leahy and what happened on the herd with Lavar Ball. He said you know she basically you know Emmett Tilled him, and I was like, wow, that's kind of. Cr- I mean, dude, the guy walked out of there alive, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like, no Charlemagne. He didn't. She didn't. Um, now, with all those things that LeBron just said, and I can guarantee you in our listening audience right now, what up, Louisville? Um, there are people who heard that and said, LeBron, you are a billionaire. You have every advantage in the world. It's not hard for you to be black. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Is it? I, I will say, is it easier for LeBron? Uh, it's easier to hide behind billions. Yes, it is. It depends on how you want to filter it, though. Because my guess is, is that openly receives probably more hate than an average African-American man walking down the street. Because some of us who want to say these things to people, and I shouldn't say us because that's not who I am. But some people who want to say these things to people won't. But over Twitter to an athlete, a guy you don't think is human, you do. So much like Obama, was it easier or harder to be black with that job? I um I think it's probably I think LeBron's struggle with this is probably a smidge eat and this is pure speculation. I don't know. I've never been black in America. I know it's something that would be hard to do. I I would say my guess is is that LeBron's plight in this is probably a smidge easier than the average African American, but by that at that point it's not 
I wouldn't call it easy. What are we debating here? Right, right exactly. Right. We're splitting. What, what color gray is that? Is essentially what we're arguing at that point. Is that dark gray, Heather gray? Which one? At that point, I mean, it's still, he's dealing with it. And we're all still dealing with it. And I'm telling you right now, if this happened to be a Golden State Warrior fan who thought he was just going to do something funny or something idiotic and just you know interject yourself in the story, congratulations, idiot. You just put LeBron James on your court tonight dropping 50 on you. You heard it here first. If you have somebody in the office, maybe somebody in your personal life that smells bad, we're going to teach okay. you. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you how to deal with it. I'm going to teach you how to tell somebody they stink next on the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Show Rock 1069. We'll talk to Scott from Winning for Next Year.com at 8 o'clock, also 8 30. We uh we have the dash cam video and audio from the Tiger Woods arrest. Uh, I've been arguing with somebody all morning about the there's a guy who feels like this isn't Tiger's fault. Leave Tiger alone. Oh, I'm the biggest golf fan on the planet. If I'm not looking to excuse Tiger Woods for this, neither should anybody else. Tiger has been, always will be, the biggest baby ever. I mean, the guy used to throw seven irons across two fairways when he, when he would miss a green by 10 yards. I mean, he's a baby, screaming the F. He's always been a self-entitled little baby. I love him. Most dominant athlete of my lifetime, for sure. But, dude, the guy has his shortcomings. I'll also point this out, and we'll do it again at 830 for you. Second time this has happened to him, too. This isn't a mistake. This is now looking like problematic issues. Stansberry never thrown a seven iron across the greens. Never not once. <laughs> All right. I did snap a hybrid over my knee once, and it's probably still in the woods over at Skyland Pines. That goddamn par five. I think it's, I think it's six. I put my drive in the center of the fairway, took out the hybrid, missed the green. By, and it was. It wasn't a bad shot either. I just missed it by 10 yards left, and sure enough, snapped it right over my knee, threw it in the woods. All right, apparently I'm the biggest self-entitled <laughs> baby in the world. He's yelling at Tiger because he can't yell at himself. Damn right. Damn right. Look how fat Tiger is. Stop <laughs> eating Tiger. I'm kidding. Kidding. Could you date somebody who had horrible B.O.? No. Like, that's not something you could get over, right? No. I mean, like, now, at the end of the day, everybody's had a messy day, a dirty day, and I've said to my girlfriend, like, damn, is that me or you? Somebody <laughs> smells around here. Like, go take a shower. But, like, no. If, if, if it's, like, a constant issue, of course not, dude. No. that's a, it's a it's And you would want to address it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If if I got to the point of addressing it, because let's be real, date number one happens, and I'm like, what does that smell? What is, what is it? And if it's her, I'm not going out on date number two. Um, you know, people always point this out, like, I'll smell dental floss, and people are like, how the hell do you think anything smells gross? But, like, wet towels from, like, still in, like, yeah. the washing machine, like, that yeah. smell kind of gets me. So if people kind of have that, like, that that damp, like, moldy smell on them, it makes me sick, right? Okay. But this guy's looking for a piece of advice. He says he has an awesome girlfriend, says this is his first long-term relationship with a woman, and he doesn't want to mess it up. Feels like emotionally... Good match. All right. All right. It's all good stuff right there. All the shared interest. She's empathetic, kind, and he goes, I could go on and on. All right. When I asked her to be my girlfriend, we had not been intimate as of yet. Okay? Okay. <laughs> all right. He's like, but she is bordering on obese, this woman. Oh. He says, no, I don't care about her weight at all. I, he's like, I think she looks great. That I'm attracted to it, it, it doesn't bother me. All right. But well, then when she takes her clothes come off, 
He says there are very bad smells. And my guess is we're talking about fat rolls and things not being cleaned properly inside of there. I've heard lore of this. Luckily, I have not been fat enough to just, you know, be rank because I can't clean the surface of my body. Well, I mean, dude, fat rolls become armpits, essentially, where like they're just like bacteria breeding grounds. And that's why where the stank comes from in your armpits. So, like, honestly, if you are walking around with like chub on top of chubs, you've got fat on top of fat there. You probably do need when you're putting that, you know, that little old deodorant. spice on you dude, lift that fat roll up, pull a little old spice in that and that how I, I can't believe right guard or nobody else hasn't come up with the with the roll roller. Yeah, <laughs> that makes all sense in the world. Like, dude. Right. Like, yeah. that's a America right yeah. there. Buy two sticks, get a free cheeseburger. Like, how is that not the that th- not the thing? But the guy's like concerned and thinking about it. How he's gonna like, you know, I'm gonna have to end this relationship over this. Yeah. So the advice he had been given, and I like it, is if this is something that's like so bad that you're thinking about breaking up with somebody who you're emotionally compatible. Let's be honest, finding somebody you're compatible with not the easiest thing in the world. As a guy no. who's struggling with it, no. it's not the easiest thing in the world, right? And so if you have that, like the advice he's been given in here is just tell her and don't like dance around it. Pull the bandaid off and say, look, I really like you. This is the advice he had been given. I like you. I think I may love you, but there's something that's been concerning me. I believe it's something that can be fixed with a little bit of effort. So I want to bring it to your attention so we don't end up splitting up. And I thought to myself, all right, that's not bad advice. But who hears, hey, you stink well? Uh, nobody. Nobody. But it's going to have to be something. It's going to it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. No getting around it. There's no way. You know, sometimes you can like avoid a fight with your girlfriend by you see it coming down the line and you're like, oh, if I just do this, it'll take care of that before I get to it. And if I vacuum, like, she won't bitch. Right. And we won't have that fight. Right. It won't be an issue. And you can avoid things. You Preventative maintenance. You can't avoid the uncomfortableness here. It's going to be bad. But what else are you going to do? You're either going to have this conversation with her and hopefully address it with her, or you're going to break up with her and she's going to be like, you're such a dick. Why don't you tell me why don't you don't love me? Is it because I'm fat? Is it because I'm fat? Is it because I'm fat? And then you're going to be like, no, bitch, because you smell. And that's going to be much more uncomfortable. Everyone's going to be mad then. Yeah, whenever you tell people the truth when you're angry, yeah. that's it. You got a kid glove, you stink it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a kid glove that. And uh, and I know this from personal experience. Okay. It was not a dating situation. But I had a coworker once who was shower challenged. <laughs> it was Okay, all right. Just a grown man that just didn't think... Just didn't do it. Always smelled like stale Marlboro lights and didn't shower a lot. And you not only could you smell it, but you could see it. You know how people just kind of like. Like Big Ben? Like Big Ben from Charlie Brown? You have the stink lines coming off? No, of but him? you know how people's like skin tone will change if they don't shower enough? Okay. Where it almost looks like you're getting rosacea, but you don't really have it. You're just, you're greasy. You just, <laughs> you just need to be hosed down. You know what I mean? And once upon a time, we were on kind of like even playing field, me and this me and this person at like this workplace. Actually, him a little further up than me. But our one of our bosses at the time pulled me aside and said, look, man, I need your help with something. I said, okay, well, what? He goes, we have clients that are complaining about some stuff. And if you work in this business, you know, that's the last thing you want. You yeah. want clients happy. 
Clients happy first. Listeners happy shortly there, thereafter. It's kind of how the welcome to business. Employees bottom of that pile. Not even close. <laughs> just, just see you guys later. Not even close. We hope you're sad <laughs> is really the business model. But clients are the most important part of any business. And so clients were starting to complain and did not want him out and representing said thing. And so my boss came to me and said, look, I know your boys. You got to fall on this grenade for us. And I was like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm a part-timer here. Like, I, I don't even have a real air shift yet. And I got to sit down a guy and be like, yo, bro, here's what's going down. I had to, like, sit a guy down and tell him, yo, man, that car dealership was like, never again. Like, are you kidding me? I thought that was a very weird position to put me in. How did he react? What did he say? He had to have known a little bit, right? How do you not know? How do you not know the reaction of everybody where they're like, kind of like rubbing their nose constantly as they're standing next to you? Now, you do go nose blind to stuff. You do. Like, like if I walk into your apartment and vice versa, you'll smell things that I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. But y- you have to know. And like... Even if you can't smell it, you know you haven't showered in six days. Like, you know the last time you took a shower was last week. And there's a reason why there's a bathtub in the house. It's because it's something you should use. That was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever had to do in my entire life. I loved that guy. I didn't, I mean, I don't care. I don't smell it. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. But I felt like that was a very weird position to put me in as an employee. Now imagine you're having sex with that, dude. You know what I mean? How much weirder do things get? Well, I would think the smell was probably going to be my least my least concern there. At some point, I'm going to be like, why am I being railed by a dude right now? How did this happen? All right, before you take your cell phone in for service, wipe everything off of it. I'll tell you why. And it's the Florida Files next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 1069. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. 8 o'clock. Get a look ahead at game one, NBA Finals. Cavs wretching is just raging right now, dude. I haven't, I haven't stopped thinking about the Cavs in like the last 48 hours. Well, I'm glad you sit over there. <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't want any part of that. Also, 8.30, we'll pass out some GNR tickets after I'm done yelling at Tiger Woods. Okay. Um, I'm the biggest golf fan in the world, and I'm watching people online defend Tiger and talk about how it's not Tiger's fault what happened. Come on. Come on. I've been arrested. You know what? You know whose fault it was? It was my fault. Wasn't the cop's fault. Wasn't the bartender's fault. Wasn't anybody else's fault. I'm a grown-ass man. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing was wrong. Did it anyway. Paid the price. Guess whose fault that was? This MFR right here. Nobody else. Buck stops with you. We'll get into that at 8.30. I don't know why, just did it all right now. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I think it's a good idea to do it again. I've been thinking about buying a new cell phone. Uh, I'm not up for my upgrade until September. All right. Um, 
but my phone's kind of at that point where it's like the battery, you can just tell the battery's worn out. If I don't charge the thing four times a day, it just won't say on. Which, at this point, I just want to say, oh, dude, no, get a droid. Oh, dude, no, get an iPhone. Oh, dude, dude. Regardless what you get, I'm so sick of that. Two years deep into a phone, when they know you're going to have to buy a new one, they just die. Doesn't matter what phone you have. They know what they're what's doing. what's going on. Doesn't matter what you've that done. That thing can have a clock in it that right. says, stop working here. Doesn't matter what you've done to it. Like, I have never used my phone for anything that Bored. is well like I've never used it for porn I've never used it for like online shopping I'm like no dude I want this to be a, a safe device and still two years later it's like mm. and we BS. both have separate phones right like we so right. it's it's not a one brand versus the other being better there yes I am thinking about going back to the Android systems. Okay, I am thinking about those it. new commercials, man. The Samsung's f- phones do look do look nice. Actually, the Google Pixel looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I do like that Google Pixel. That's one yeah. of the phones I'm definitely thinking about. Everything's done by um, by the cloud, though. So if you don't have unlimited data, you can get really uh, hammered. In that Galaxy S8, those commercials those make me really want that. Yeah, the phone. Samsung woman at Best Buy uh, almost had me talked into one of those over the weekend. They've got a commercial now where it's about the battery, and it's like, dude. We now do an eight-point blah, 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 testing on the battery. To make sure it doesn't light on fire, fire as it's right. on your nightstand. <laughs> and well, as you put it on the VR headset, you know what Strapping I'm saying? Strapping fire bombs to your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a little worrisome. I bring this up because a T-Mobile employee, Fantone, in yeah. Clearwater, Florida, the Florida files here, was arrested. Okay? A woman went to the T-Mobile store in Pinellas Park. If you know Florida, it's like skip over Pinellas Park. And uh, she skip w- over the whole state. <laughs> yeah, that, that really Florida really should be the flyover state. She went to get her phone fixed. Okay, so she gave the phone to the to the employee Roberto Sanchez uh, Ramos, with the understanding that he was going to reboot and then reactivate the service on her phone. Okay, after he had then worked on it handed her back the phone, she noticed that he had went through her email and then accessed a sexually explicit video she had on the phone and then he had sent himself an email with said video. He's since been arrested, charged with, uh, you know, with offenses against computer users and a, and a scheme to defraud. Now, you got to be worried about this kind of stuff. Of course. Because people are constantly in and out of cell phone stores with, you know, cell phone problems. And you don't think about it. But that thing has everything you're afraid people Mm -hmm. to know about Mm -hmm. you is sitting in one device that you keep in your pocket. And yet you hand it to some idiot at the store and like, here, look through this. He's got a Geek Squad shirt on. That makes him a reliable person, Right? right? All right. Like those are probably I you know so like I this is true of me I'm I well I have the paranoia <laughs> I don't know if anybody's shocked. I have every cell phone I've ever owned okay everyone they're all in a box they're all like they're all in my closet some of them I use for old iPods and like things like that but I have every electronic device I've ever owned I will not hand this stuff over to people I don't buy I don't resell them on gazelle.com or whatever you can keep your 80 bucks I'll keep my financial security stuff all me there you know what I mean I, I know it's like you, you know they're not gonna grab it off the hard device it's gonna be off of you know you know web based or whatever I don't care makes me feel better they're all in a box but if I was to take my cell phone in do I have 
Yeah, you know what? I do have a couple of sex videos on here right now. And to be honest with you, I, I would delete all of that stuff before taking my phone in, right? Um, yeah. Just make a hard copy and then... I guess the thing you're getting into there is like, do you really think pressing delete on your phone is going to stop a guy who really knows what he's doing with technology from accessing that? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and technology employees, whether it's your IT guy at work or, like I said, you know, the dude up at the, at the Best Buy wearing the Geek Squad shirt, those have quickly become the same thing we assume about healthcare employees, the same thing we assume about mechanics, the same thing we assume about your accountant is that, oh, dude, oh, somebody's paying these guys. They're all going to be very trustworthy. That's unbelievably naive. Okay, so like we, I have my work email on my phone. Yeah. You need to give it to your, you, the IT guy has to set it up for you on the phone. Yep. If you read the employee manual of most places of business, and I have not read ours recently, so I'm going to just, I'm just going to paraphrase here a little bit. Essentially, what it says is they have the right to look at anything. So if I'm accessing iHeartMedia's web server, email server from my phone, technically then doesn't he have the right to look through everything on my phone if he wants it? And if you had that power, would you do it? And I'll tell you, some of you might be thinking, dude, there's 5,000 people where I work. No, nobody's going to take the time to do that. There's 40 people where I work. Maybe. And right. And I bet I'm being high on that. I bet I'm right. And I would say you and I are probably the two most interesting of those 40 people. So oh. I think it'd be a pretty, pretty, uh, not too much of a leap there to, to assume. Things. You would want to look through our boss's phone because of stuff going on in the building. But right. if you were looking for like personal, like, oh my God, that's embarrassing. Or, oh my God, wait, do you see this? It would be us. It would be us. So if that guy's got the power to do that, am I not to believe then that he's like sifting through my email on his party on his off time, just drinking dos equis at home in his underwear, just hammered, <laughs> looking through my text messages, my 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 Twitter DMs, my Instagram DMs? Who am I kidding? I wish there was more action in all of those things. <laughs> I wish my life was exciting. It's not. <laughs> I live vicariously through that tall idiot over there. God. Dude, we need a suicide pack now, man. Something like that, Something. dude. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do so next on Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's show, podcast it right there. Also, that's where you can see dash cam footage of Tiger Woods' DUI arrest. I just had to explain this to somebody in the hallway. He blew a 0.0. How is it driving under influence? Because influence is a large umbrella. That's why they changed it. Drugs is the answer, guys. Drugs. I don't know if you've ever taken drugs, but dude, they influence you a lot. Just because they're white pills doesn't mean they don't get you all hopped up on stuff. And I told, I told, in the hallway I said this, and this is a true story. We'll get to Scott here in just one second. I'm sorry. But I told somebody this. When I went to my class, those of you that don't know, I had once been in trouble for this once before, a long time ago. And the people that were in there for marijuana use behind the wheel of a car doubled the amount of people who were in there for alcohol use. Just throwing that out there. So driving under influence, wide umbrella there. Let's bring in Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, NBA Finals, game one. We're excited. I uh, I can't wait. Well, you should be. I mean, it's that there's there's 28 other teams, the fans of 20 other teams who are, you know, somewhat complaining about the fact that it's the same three, same two teams over and over again. But there's a lot of teams that wish they were in our place tonight. The city has something to really be excited about, as long as they can stay awake past, you know, 11, 30, 12 o'clock to see how it ends. I think it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have said for you know about a week now that nothing will drive me to a television set the way LeBron James does. Nothing does that. And, um, you know, uh, sports is drama. 
It's you know what I mean, and 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 we like that. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, running you know the most reputable sports blog in Northeast Ohio, which is WaitingForNextYear.com, that you know somebody went to his home in L.A. and I guess it was like the fence of the house, the gate of the house, had spray painted the N word on it, which is of course awful, and it's of course just more proof that racism is not dead in this country. Mm-hmm. But more than that, if I'm just going to keep it sports-related, I mean, the last thing you want to do is rile up LeBron James. Angry LeBron. Dude, I think he drops 50 tonight and they win. Yeah, I don't know how much of that would have to do with the defacing of his property, uh, but, I, but, I, do, but I, I do agree that the last thing you want to do is, is rile him up. And, and kudos to him for the way he handled the, uh, the question Agreed. yesterday. Agreed. Uh, making it more about society than him i think i think i think it could have easily he could have easily had he not been anyone else but himself delved into the victim you know the the, yeah being being the victim and you know and And the you know he doesn't it doesn't you know he he mentions doesn't matter how much money you have it doesn't matter what you do for a living um he's happy his family is safe but if there's any takeaway he's just glad that this will continue to be discussed you know, not necessarily with him as the as the subject, but as the as the defacing and, and the hate behind it as the subject. And I think he couldn't have handled it better. And you know, I I I, I wish you know you, you never want to see this happen. The timing probably could have been a little better. Um, but you know, and and the, the comments and the and the, the the internet, the way that they many have responded to this is kind of disheartening as well. But no, I do think if 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 anything. Should be taken away, like you said. Um, you know, whether it's heckling, whether it's defacing of property, whether it's just media doubting. Um, you know, the last thing anyone would want to do if they're opposite LeBron James is to give him more fuel. So, you know, this this definitely won't hurt. Yeah, he's had his eyes on the prize. I feel like he's got the throne in sight right now, and it, it honestly, um, it should be one hell of a series tonight. Uh, you know, with LeBron comes obviously a lot of offensive power right there, and you know he's going to match up with Kevin Durant a lot throughout the evening, and can't I think it's I, I think it's been proven time and time again that KD can't stop him uh, from getting his buckets. How are the Golden State Warriors going to come at at LeBron from a defensive game plan? I think they're going to throw a lot of doubles at him. I think there's going to be a lot of switching, just like there has been in the past. Um, you know, I would, I would do it depend on who the Cavaliers have on the floor, obviously. But uh, you know, if it's if, if if Tristan gets somehow bumped out 12, 13 feet, I could see you know whoever's guarding him slide over and try and help out. I could see you know whoever's you know if 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 JR or Shump or whomever is having a rough night and then they need help at the wing I could see someone else you know trying to help out you know like you said there's really no one person I mean we've talked about it all spring now you know teams try to have a LeBron stopper and even that doesn't work so you know the, Kevin Kevin Durant isn't that much worse off than really anybody else in the NBA it'll but it'll be up to Mike Brown to uh try and scheme against him because you know he's which which I know is worth laughing about um, but it'll be, it will be up to Mike Brown to figure out a way to slow this guy down. The danger, of course, is you, you also have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love playing some of the best offensive basketball of their entire careers. 
heading into this series. So you have to really pick your battles on how you how you leave certain guys wide open. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs have a lot of tools in their chest, and I know it's, you know, they seem kind of one-dimensional at times when it's like, oh, well, all they do is shoot threes and spread the floor for Kyrie and LeBron. But, dude, if 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 Draymond Green switches over to LeBron and that leaves Durant on Tristan Thompson, dude, Tristan's going to eat boards up. So I look at him. Oh, I like that move. I, I, I look at him being a huge role player in this series. Um, and like you said, obviously Kevin and Kyrie and LeBron all just, you know, prolific scoring right now. Um, outside of those guys, who, which Cavalier are you looking at to make a big impact on this series? Well, it's just funny you mention that. So ABC is going to have four individual isolated cameras for the game. There's going to be a camera, one all the entire game following LeBron James. There's going to be a camera following Steph Curry. There's going to be a camera following Kevin Durant. And there's going to be a camera on Tristan Thompson. Wow. Um, they have they have decided that watching him rebound and the way he gets to the glass and the way he just controls the paint on the offensive end is going to be worthy of so many replays that they're going to just have a camera isolated on him throughout the entire game. Um, so I think I think there's your answer. If I know Draymond Green is more well rounded, he's the bet he's easily the better offensive player compared to Tristan Thompson, but as much as Draymond gets credit for potentially being the defensive player of the year for his ability to guard the paint and switch out on on the, on the guards, Tristan is not far behind, if at all. And and if if if, it, if you have to pick a player, Tristan is the guy that I want to watch because if they do switch off of him, he can easily get to the rim and 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 be very very efficient in finishing. Um, you know, if you have to pick a unit, I, I maintain that I think the benches are going to be hugely important in in this series. But we know what Kyrie can give. We know what Kevin Love can give. I, I think Tristan Thompson has the chance to uh, end this series as the second most important Cavalier. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. You bring up the um, the cameras isolating certain players. I think this is interesting because what I heard yesterday, and I know for those of you that don't follow winningfornextyear.com, you should. One of the things you'll learn about Scott is that he's a sneakerhead. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a big shoe guy. It's like kind of you know one of the things you're into. And... Kevin Durant is doing something really interesting with his brand tonight. And I'm sure it was the shoe company. I don't know which one he signed with. I don't know if it's Nike or Under Armour, which one Kevin Durant's with. Durant's a Nike guy. Is he? Okay. So he apparently his new shoes, which are all white, uh, looking a lot like the old Stephs, honestly, will be on sale tonight during game one of the NBA Finals, but only through an app. And only while Kevin Durant is on the floor. So if they sub him out, you can't buy him. As soon as he goes back on the floor, you can buy him again. Which is just showing you the shifting in marketing and how products will be sold in cord cutting eras and people watching commercials lessons and stuff. It's like, look at, do the NBA, I mean, they're, they, they, might have, they might have figured this out, right? Kind of keep eyeballs on the TV? Well, the days of walking into a store and buying a shoe, I mean, you can do it. But if you're looking for a specific shoe, those, those days are long over. And they are like doing things like this. It's coming, down, do it. it's coming to packaging. It's coming down to marketing. It's coming down to distribution um, and, a, and a lot of just those differentiators. But, yeah, no, it, 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 it's very interesting to see how they're doing it. Um, you know, Nike has just a handful of, of signature athletes. You know, a lot of people wear Nike. Like 98% of the NBA Nike are Nike players. But Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving are three of the four active. Uh, Paul George is the other one. Kobe Bryant still has some 
some stuff out there, and he's obviously retired. So three of the four signature athletes Nike basketball has will be on the floor for potentially seven games. So I would expect this to not be the last of of the of the player specific marketing pushes. KD's shoes are are on a June schedule, so every year around this time the, the new one comes out. So this is just kind of coinciding with that. But yeah, I mean the the the, the lines are very much blurred. But as, as the NBA continues to be the, the most progressive when it comes to, to those kind of things. And I know a lot of people want to just well, stick to the basketball and, and that kind of thing. Get off but, my the, lawn. But, the, but, the, but the culture is much, much different today. <laughs> oh, for sure it is. Yeah, the, I, I mean, the buying public isn't what it was in 1988. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, as technology not- moves forward and the NBA has embraced technology, I feel like, unlike any other league, and honestly, hats off to them, dude. That's why you're one of the biggest brands on the face of the globe. It's, like- why, it's, it's why you're growing and why, it's why you ca- may, may be able to catch up to the NFL one day. Um, Scott, as, as, as we get closer to tip-off here, I mean, obviously, a ton of these guys, you know, the returning to the floor, but, you know, for a couple of these dudes, this is going to be their first, you know, run out there. Kyle Korver, D. Will, a couple of the other dudes as well. Um, what kind of nerves do you think play into something like this, either, you know, as a young and experienced player or a guy like Kyle Korver who's been in the been in the association forever? Um, like, what do you think the, the, the preparations are on a day like today? If you're going to have a player be in his first NBA Finals, I would rather it much be a 13 or 14 year vet than a than than a, than, than a, a super young player, um, you know, and I think you saw that last year uh, when when Golden State trotted out Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa, and a lot of those guys who gave the Cavaliers fits early in that series. Um, and I think, you know, being on the road uh, in in any in any circumstance is tough. Um, and I think Oracle is going to be very loud, and I think it will be it will be tough. But I think if any players are going to tough through that and perform under the pressure. It's going to be a guy like Kyle Korver, and it's going to be a guy like Darren Williams. Um, wow. You know, I, I don't necessarily know that that'll e- equate to, to immediate production, but I'd rather take my gambles with guys like that than, you know, I know just because he was on the team not, you know, for, for a cup of coffee, but like a Larry Sanders. Do you know what I mean? Guy who hasn't really been in the league for a while, hasn't really had that pressure. You know, it wasn't long ago where Darren Williams was one of the best point guards in the NBA, right. and I and I and I do think that that kind of stuff translates. And I do think Kyle Korver, just just the way he plays the game on on both sides of the floor, should should not be impacted very much by pressure. It'll just it'll it'll largely come down to how they scheme against it. Whose legacy is more on the line in this series? Is it more about KD or is it more about LeBron James? Uh, it's always more about LeBron James, right? I mean, you're the face yeah, of the league, yeah. yeah. I, I I think I I think if KD doesn't win, everybody's just going to be like, okay, you know, KD didn't win another one. Um, if but if LeBron doesn't win, and we talked about it last week, you know, people use lost NBA Finals series against this guy, like getting because to seven straight isn't, isn't hard enough as it is. Um, it's the you know, only so knock. It's, it's always going to be. It's always going to be LeBron. I um I agree with you. I. I... I think when you're the face of the league, there's always more pressure on you than anybody else. I think people like to really like to give the finals losses, and that's what they bank on because it's the only argument you have. Chris Broussard said this the other day on his podcast that if LeBron loses this finals, it ends the goat conversation. Do you agree with that? No, not at all. I mean, it, it, it be, the guy's got three. I mean, Dave McMenamin gave him three to four more years of playing at this level. Um, Boozer you know, says I, ten. Which what's that? <laughs> Carlos Boozer said eight to ten more. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think I think it's very tough. So, I mean, obviously Jordan has the percentages, right? I mean, he's got the guy got their six, one six. I get it. Um, but you know, 
it's it's it, I think it's it, if that if that's the benchmark, then fine. That 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 right there should end the goat title because there's no way LeBron can mathematically do that. Um, you know, but that doesn't mean that if that if we can't have Golden State Cavs four and five and six. I mean, there there's there, there's things that can change here. And you know, don't forget, there's there's a lot of salary issues that could be creeping up for Golden State as well. It's not like they're they're going to have the same team for the next five years. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't think one series defines any one player. So to say that this one would end that kind of conversation, I think is a bit silly. I'm glad you bring up Golden State's uh, you know future and, and and their their possibility of guys walking away from that team. And one of those dudes is Clay Thompson, and he's kind of been quiet throughout the NBA playoffs. I felt, um, and I feel Shooting the same 38%. way. I feel the same way about J.R. Smith. I feel like both those dudes have been a little bit low key when it comes to that matchup, which I think is going to be an important matchup. Who do you think has the upper hand? Well, I think Clay learned his lesson uh, last year. I mean, it was him who told LeBron it was a man's league after game four, and then the Cavs won three straight and, and then didn't really lose a playoff game until this past Sunday against against Boston. So I, I think you know, Clay found out the hard way that not being trying to be a fake Draymond Green go, goes a long way. Um, you know, I, Clay is clearly a better player, um, you know, from a – you know, just from a statistical standpoint, from an ascent standpoint, JR's on the downside of his career. I mean, there's 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 no secret there. Um, the, the difference is, you know, Clay could be a fourth or fifth option on that Golden State team who can drop 30, 35 points, and I don't think you can get that out of JR Smith. So, you know, JR's game is going to be defensively again, just like it has been for 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 much of his time in Cleveland. You know, he can shoot. You know, he can give you you know quick twelve or thirteen. But they, the Cavs need him to play on both ends of the floor. And not that they're going to keep Golden State to 80, 85 points in any of these games. But the more they can give themselves a chance to outscore them by holding them at certain key, key points of the game, I think that's where JR can come in really big. Talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. One more before I let you go. Who wins tonight? Cleveland. I think, I think, I think they are feeling very, very good about themselves, and, they're, and rightfully so. They're coming off of, and not to, not, not to dis- disparage what Golden State did through their first three series. Yeah, no, they've been amazing. But I, but I, think, but I, I, I just think the way that Cleveland's playing, um, they have a chance to come out and put up like a 30, 35-point first quarter. And if they can do that, and obviously holding the lead the big if against, against that Golden State team, but if they're going to win one of these two games on the road, I think it's game one. I, uh, I've said it all morning. I think they win game one tonight as well. I've already pu- I've, I've already placed a financial wager on it. Cavs win this evening. I feel like it's money in the bank. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. You'll hear him again tomorrow at 8 a.m. on the Sandsbury Show as well. Thank you so much for joining us, my man. See you guys. Talk- we'll, we'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. That's also that website, WRQK.com, is where you can find proof that Kevin Love's girlfriend is hotter than yours. Dear God, dude. Yeah. Pretty good looking. What's her name? Kate Bach? Kate Bach, yeah. Now, this is not the woman whose father like was running Disney, right? Nah, Kevin Love, he, uh, he I don't want to say upgraded, but no, maybe he upgraded there. He got himself a, uh, I think she's a Victoria's Secret model, or uh, so would definitely want a model for, I mean, she's a supermodel. Yeah, she's got that model thin thing that I'm not always crazy about. I like curves, bodies like back roads, I believe is what we call it in 2017. Kick the dust up. I like curves, but she's definitely it. An attractive woman. And her Instagram is like, well, pretty much the same Instagram account of all young women. I'm just waiting for, you know, summer and body chain season. You know, those body chains that women wrap around their stomachs? 
I, uh, Some of you heavier women just call them belts, but these are uh, <laughs> <laughs> these body chains are actually something. Those are sexy. When a woman can pull that off, it's hot. My girlfriend, it was probably about a week ago at this point, um, she put two pictures together of Kevin Love and his girlfriend, Kate Bach, and me and her together. Yeah. And she's like, really? We're just like, you know, the poor man's version of Kevin Love and Kate Bach. <laughs> kind of we are. Like, <laughs> Well, what's it like being Richard Grieco? <laughs> what's that like? Better than worse. If I you guess. get that joke, it's funny. <laughs> and I'm going deep in the bag on that reference, though. Dude, I bet the Cavs tonight. LeBron getting seven uh, points on the road. You, dude, give me LeBron in points. I'm probably going to bet it. Yeah, it feels like a safe bet to me. LeBron at seven. Um, it feels good, dude. I feel really, really confident. Maybe as we get closer to game time, I'll get some more of the nerves on me. Um, but I feel good about game one. And until. Until they lose game two, I still am going to feel very confident about the Cavaliers. Even if we're coming in here tomorrow, like, oh, dude, didn't go the way we wanted to, got blow out by 40. I still feel like as long as they win one of these first two games in Golden State, I mean, you erase home court at that point, dude. You even out the series and you got, you yeah. know, every opportunity in the world to make it happen. So I am. Um, I think all the games are blowouts. And by blowout, I mean, I think they're all probably more than 10-point wins. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, I really do. I, I, I think when Golden State wins, they'll win big. When Cavs win, it'll win big. I suspect, now I could be way wrong on this, but I suspect what we won't have is, I think we'll have a close series in terms of games. We will not have a close series in terms of points scored in games. Okay. Um, That's I, my just, just my opinion. I feel like, number one, close games are better for the Cavaliers, and the longer the series I goes, for the most part, it, it favors the Cavaliers there. I think I think that's something to their advantage. If it does go seven, I it, feel like that's a if it good literally just comes up to like just you know throwing up threes. I, yeah, I think I, I I know we can hit them, but I worry that Golden State will yeah, outlast us playing that type of ball. They're not bad shooting threes. No, they're pretty good at it. <laughs> they're pretty good at that one too. So, so. we're gonna push Tiger off to the first break at nine o'clock. We'll do okay. uh, we'll handle the Tiger Woods at nine o'clock. We took Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com a little long. And so I, I want to be sure I, I, I give Tiger the, you know, the time it deserves, but I should make you aware of this. As a Canton sex offender is now off the streets for 15 years. Donnell Powell, 34, of Canton pleaded guilty Wednesday afternoon to two counts of child rape and was sentenced to 15 Jesus. years in prison. He pleaded guilty Stark County Common Police Court on two counts of rape and two counts of gross sexual imposition. The charges involved the same victim. Now, uh, Patricia L. Horton, 39, a co-defendant in the case, pleaded guilty to two counts of endangering children, both third-degree felonies, and one count of obstructing the justice. She faces up to three years in prison on each of the endangering children charges and up to one year in prison on the obstructing of the justice thing there. She'll be sentenced July 5th by the same judge that just sent Donnell Powell, 34, to jail for 15 years. So my guess is this judge is going to throw the book at the woman as well. I don't know. Obviously, they did not give us the name of the victim. But uh, I'm guessing this is boyfriend and girlfriend and probably her kid. Maybe their kid together. I don't know. Um, it could have been a neighborhood child for all I know. It doesn't really matter at that point. What matters is that two awful people have been caught doing something awful, and the book is going to be thrown at them. 15 years this guy got, and honestly, you could give him 15 more, and I would be okay with it. Yeah, the book needs to get a lot bigger, dude. If we're talking about her looking at a potential 10 as a, an accomplice to this, which is still despicable and disgusting and absolutely reprehensible, um, but if she's looking at a potential 10 years and he's only getting 15, that's awful. That, I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to come down on this judge. I'm not trying to come 
down on anybody involved in that. But dude, we're talking about a child here. I mean, I think, honest to God, I think she was under uh, the child was under the age of ten years old. I, I, I have no issue with the concept of any rapist going to jail for the rest of their life. I really don't. I have no problem with that being a life sentence. But in particularly when it comes to the to the to the, to the rape of a child, it's a life sentence for the victim. Right, right, uh, dude. In in in, that's how you got to look at it. Just absolutely terrible. I, there's no win in this situation. There's no there's no justice. There's no feeling better about it. Yeah, I'm glad this guy's not going to be there for another 15 years. But 15 years from now, he's going to get out and he's gonna he's gonna get off again. He's gonna have his like, you know no, I got to do it again. I mean, he is only 34. That's right. a young man. Right. I mean, what are you 50 at that point? At 15 years on 49, the road, 49 is my math. 50 right? years yeah. old, dude. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that's just, disgusting. just terrible. Off the street for 15 years. We do have Guns and Roses tickets. You'll get them next on the Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those GNR tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. I um, I was on the phone with my mother the other day. Yesterday, yeah. as a matter of fact. Okay. I uh, We have since made up. She uh, came in on a surprise visit not that long ago to the radio station. I had no idea she was coming. It was beautiful. It was. And, and, and I'm very happy about it. I, I really am. Um, having lost one parent already, you kind of, you know, you put that in perspective after they're gone about things that you could have done better, should have done better, would do better. And uh, so I'm able to kind of repair some of that with my mom, which makes me happy. But my mom now is like. You know how old people are just bad at like technology. Like my mom is like bad at it, like okay. beyond bad at it. So like I was like, so I actually reached out to my sister-in-law yesterday, Roxanne, who I love, and I was like, let's take a moment and appreciate how bad my mother's Instagram handle is. Your mom has Instagram, <laughs> like my yeah, because I don't know why. To be honest with you, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> she asked me the one day. She's like, "Why don't you follow me on Instagram?" I was like, "Because you send me every picture you're gonna post on Instagram. I get it. You love your granddaughter. She's a basketball stud. I get it. I don't care. I'm three thousand miles away. Leave me alone. When she starts making birdie, then we can start talking about it. But my mom's Instagram handle legitimately is like the percent sign." I, couple of G's, <laughs> I, three T's, and R, a couple more T's, R. It's like she had no idea how to, like, create the thing. So I don't know if she just put her finger on the keyboard and went across. <laughs> I don't know how the hell she got that. Like The, uh, the original Kafifi right there, dude. It's like 59 Trigget. I mean, my mom, <laughs> dude, her Instagram handle is like a, like a young rapper's name, I can't say. <laughs> I don't understand. So, like, I called my sister-in-law yesterday, and I was like, "Dude, let's 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 celebrate Susie's, you know, hilarity right here." And so, my mom's been deaf forever, Fantone, like right. forever, and she won't get a hearing aid. And apparently now, like, she's getting so old that her lip reading is getting bad, which makes for like hilarious conversations at the dinner table for them. Like, I guess my brother called somebody bat s crazy. The other day, I hate how I have to talk like that. And what did she think? He said, she said, my mom thought he said he went to the doctors today. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it's gotten. It's unreal, man. Just, just get the hearing aid. They're smaller than ever before. They're Dude, like, since good, Miracle right? Year got big in the 80s, yeah. my dad, my brother, and myself, all of us, every year, we're like, Seuss, come on. It's time. The vanity. 
She really? just and I said, "Mom, you wear a wig. <laughs> you, what do you mean? Vanity has lapped you. It's it's gone. See ya. What are you doing? She will not get hearing aids. Now you know the bigger hearing aids have passed. I mean, listen. Obviously, if you're having hearing issues, go get a hearing aid. In yeah. my opinion, um, but I guess I could understand why at 60 you felt like, eh, I don't want one of those big clunky ones, but they're smaller than ever, dude. You should get a hearing aid. They've been the size of a fingernail for yeah. 40 years. I mean, dude, since the 80s we were like, Ma, what are you doing? Like, my dad thought about getting her like miracle ear for Christmas one year, but he thought, he was like, that'll probably be the end of my marriage. Like, he bought her a car for Christmas once, and she lost her mind. And she was like, you didn't even ask me what kind of car I wanted, what color I wanted. I mean, she was just ungrateful. <laughs> Sorry, Ma. But, <laughs> but but you totally were. You ruined Christmas. She can't hear the show anyway, so what does it matter, dude? I mean, dude, say all the stuff you want about her. Your mom's on Instagram, dude. Come on. You're, is your mom not on Instagram? No, my mom's barely on Facebook, dude. My mom's on Facebook. Your mom does it. not have a profile picture on her Facebook. That uh, I know. She'll like things, and she'll write to me every now and again. Your mom will, but uh, but she does not have a profile, which I'm surprised it's not you. I think Or no. a picture of your placenta. I, like, that's what I thought it would have been. I think it's updated to a picture of my nephews and nieces. Is that right? Uh, who I'll be seeing later this afternoon. Birthdays, for a little, right? little birthday party extravaganza oh, nice. going on. But, dude, I mean, honestly, your mom's so bad at technology. Dude, my grandma just texted Texting me with emojis. Like, my grandma's straight fire at, 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 at technology, dude. She knows what she's doing. Hear that, Suze? You're getting lapped. <laughs> by grandmas, dude. By my grandma. I really got to prep more things for the program. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about old people and technology. LeBron, dude, LeBron, my mom, one-on-one. Who wins? <laughs> we have... G- <laughs> We have GNR tickets. Uh, dude, I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. That's terrible. We have GNR tickets. We'll send caller 25 to the queue on October 26th. That number you need is 1-800-243-7625. And Tiger's been arrested. We have the video and the audio. We'll break it down on the show next. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. It's where you can check out pictures of Kevin Love's new girlfriend, who's pretty hot. She's pretty hot, that woman. I'm surprised. I thought Kevin Love, Love would have an ugly girlfriend. Is that what you thought would happen? No, not at all, dude. $100 million man. Professional athlete. Champion. dude. Champion, yeah. Champion. Why wouldn't you have a hot girlfriend? Good for you, Kevin Love. You know who was famous for having a lot of hot girlfriends? Ooh. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was known... They have a lot of the hot girlfriends. Were those girlfriends? Or <laughs> I don't I mean, you know. Slab pieces, I okay. believe, is what they called them. All right. I'm going to have to try to stay in bounds here. All right. Because people are coming to the defense of Tiger in a ridiculous fashion. You know, I once heard somebody say to me that smart people can't be conveniently stupid. Point. And I like it. It's not my saying, but I like it. Okay. Tiger Woods, pretty smart dude. If you don't know, he's been arrested for DUI. Now, we've had to kind of explain to people what driving under the influence means versus people like, he blew a 0.0. Right, yeah, but he's under the influence of drugs. I've talked about this pretty openly. I have, uh, I have been arrested for the DUI charge. Hate it. Biggest mistake I ever made in my life, but a learning experience, and I have changed my behavior since this. 
Yeah, you genuinely have. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times Stansberry, even off the air, has been like, nope, dude, you're not drinking and driving. You're not doing that. I'm like, dude, Dan, I've had one beer. I'll I'll call Uber. I got it. Don't worry about it. And, you know, you learned from it and you moved on from it. And that's kind of, well, not moved on, but you learned from it and you continue to learn from it. You continue to put it into practice. So, like, I I don't want to say it was the best case scenario, but, like, it kind of was out of those circumstances. I often say it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I was one of those people who believed, ah, nothing bad can happen to me. I was so egotistically American that way, and it really shook me to my core. I learned a lesson. I've changed behavior, and I'm seeing people defend Tiger now, and it's ridiculous. Uh, People are telling me, if you haven't seen the video yet, you can see it. It's online, WRQK.com. We'll air some of it for you here in a minute. And But this, I'll remind everybody that this is not Tiger's first time with this. That the reason why his marriage fell apart the last time and we found out everything the last time is because his wife was trying to hit him with a golf club and then he got in the car and was driving high on the pills. I mean, so like, dude, this is not, this is what I'm saying. Dude, he's already been caught doing this once before. And now, you know what people are turning this into? Don't blame Tiger Woods. You blame the doctor that prescribed him the pills. Quit letting drug addicts off the goddamn hook. Quit doing it. It starts and stops with you, y'all. It starts and stops with you. Nowhere else. Nobody else's fault. You. Suck it up. This We're talking about a guy who made hundreds of millions of dollars. He's had knee surgery since the late 90s. This guy was wise in the ways of pain medication. It's also, it wasn't 11 o'clock in the afternoon and he just, oh yeah, I took a back pill and then I ran errands. It was 3 a.m. The car was crashed. Wheels, I mean, dude, the tires were deflated. I mean, dude, they, dude he didn't have shoes on. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. He was partying on pain meds and tried to drive home. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like this is a new, you know, oh, who knew that, who knew that, you know, opioids were intoxicating. Like, well, everybody, there's a big ass warning label on the bottle that says, do not operate heavy machinery on these. I thought that meant I can't drive like a tractor. Well, no, it means you can't drive your car, idiot. (laughs) It's just, dude, this excusing a way of behavior nation that we're in now is disgusting. This guy is a wise in the ways of these things. He, this is not a mistake. It's a decision he's made more than once. More than once. I get that he's, people are like, he's a celebrity, so we're judging him more harshly. No. I judged myself this harshly. And if anybody should be looking to excuse this away, it's me. I watched, I watched NCAA golf yesterday. I'm a big, huge old golf fan. Tiger is the best thing to happen to professional golf in my lifetime. If anybody should want to let him off the hook, it's me. I want the sport to be interesting to the rest of you. But guess what? Tiger screwed up. He screwed up. Quit! I'm, I, no, you hold people accountable for their actions, especially if they're celebrities. If I'm supposed to lot over these people when they're doing good things, then guess what? I'm going to hold their feet to the flames when they're doing things wrong. That's my job. It's not the doctor's fault who gave them these drugs. How dare you? It, how dare you make it about that? How how many how many you know on a regular basis right here in Stark County, Ohio, is there somebody high on pills that crashed their car and dude, they deserve every bit of the crit- criticism that that they get? I mean, yes, it's it, disgusting it, how people it, want to let people off the hook across the board, dude. Yes, those are irresponsible decisions, and you should be judged for. You those. are going to pay the price for them. 
I don't care who you are, how famous you are. This night. We actually have a little of the audio. Let's run it. Um, have you had anything to drink tonight? I'm not. Are you sure? Yes. 100%? 100%. Okay. Have you taken any illegal drugs? No. Okay. Have you taken any medication? Yes. Do you remember being asleep in the car? No. Right now? I think that um, you probably shouldn't be driving, okay? I think you're under the influence of something, whether it be alcohol or something else, okay? But I need you to follow the light. Cop says, I need you to follow the light. Yeah. He can't do it, right? All right. You're not even looking at the light. Jeez. You're not even... You're not even I'm, looking. I'm looking at the light. You're ready. Man, what? The ABC is from A to Z in a slow, non-rhythmic manner, okay? My man. What? Maybe begin when you're ready. You don't have to walk anywhere. So they're asking him to do the the ABCs in in in, in non rhythmic ma- f- fashion. Don't sing it. Well, essentially, he starts walking the straight line like that's what they asked him to do. Like, he just starts, like, walking the Videos online wrqk.com. Let me tell you about that walking that straight line. That's yeah. that's a thousand dollars a step. Just so you know, it's a thousand bucks a step. It's about ten steps. It's about a thousand dollars a piece. Think. Before you do this stuff. And I'm not letting Tiger Woods off the hook. Not for his second mistake at it. And the guy's been a baby and a self-entitled baby his entire career. That's coming from one of his biggest fans ever. But he's a baby. He's self-entitled. Dude, he's entitled. He's all of those things. He thought that he was above this. He thought, and that's what he thinks. And so, dude, the guy's been selfish and making poor decisions forever. That's why he did what he did to his wife. That's why he did what he did to his kids. It's why he did what he did to the game. It's all of it. It's because it's all about Tiger always. People are telling me, you know, you you need to ease up on him. It's not like he drove through a storefront. No, but he could have. Yeah, I mean. If Tiger Woods rolled over your 10-month-old baby, are you going to be telling me to let him off the hook then? No. All I ever hear about is how golf's the gentleman's game. It's the I play this game four days a week. I'm playing today at noon. It's the gentleman's game. You do it the right way. You keep your own score. And then this happens to the most famous golfer in the history of the goddamn game, and I'm supposed to just like let him off the hook from the gentleman's game? You know, I just I don't get it. It's it's not a doctor's fault. It's his fault. I don't blame the doctor for Michael Jackson. I don't blame the doctor for Chris Cornell. And I'm sure as hell not blaming the doctor for Tiger Woods. I'm the personal accountability guy. If you have problems in your life, go look in the mirror. Because that's where they came from. It's always, always, always about you. Pass out more Monster Truck Destruction Tour tickets next on The Stansbury Show. Dan Stans 069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 1069. We still have a pair of Monster Truck Destruction Tour tickets for the Star County Fairgrounds. That's this weekend. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1 800 243 7625, the number you will need on those. Yes, they are tickets for the whole seat, but you're not going to need the whole you seat. You only need the edge. You're only going to need the edge, baby. Monster Truck Rally. Uh, I would like to have more jokes, but I only know Bigfoot, Gravedigger. <laughs> And that's it. And I don't even know if those guys still. Is it. What's that called? Is it rate? It's not really racing. What? No, destroying is what it's called. Do those still Are those destroyed? guys still driving around? I, uh. It is one of those things, though, that when you're there, it's hard not to get, like, sucked up into it. I mean, it's like any other spectacle, man. You uh, you get in there, you start to smell those fumes coming off those trucks. Dude, everybody, the crowd starts cheering, man. I, I will be there. Star County Fairgrounds this weekend. Hit me. 
You know, a guy just hit me up uh, actually uh, yesterday. He was like, yo, man, um, so mo- mo- yeah, like apparently motocross is like really big here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, he invited me to come out and like check out some like uh, some Stark County motocross this week. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll go see anything. A lot has been made about the Madden curse. Yeah. You know, people will say, you know, if you're on the cover of Madden, then you get hurt the next year. And there's, you know, there's a couple examples, but there's also been people who have had, you know, who have been perfectly fine after it. Tom yeah. Brady's going to be on like the GOAT edition of Madden next year. And, you know, people are worried about that, um, of, of him getting hurt. And the reason why I bring this up is because I have never heard um, of the other sports games having this issue. And the NBA games, if you're a video game player, are like are hot series. Yeah, um, the thing I'll say about that is the NBA 2K series. Um, those obviously didn't get hot until post 2000, where Madden has been multiple platforms, multiple gaming oh, systems. Oh God, yeah, you know I what mean, I'm saying? I had Madden 94, and I mean I can remember that. Oh, the Madden curse in '94. It was back yeah. before the internet was even a thing. I'm 10 years old. I'm like, what's the curse? Oh my God, is someone gonna die? But like, that's probably a part of the reason why is that you know man just been around for yeah that's probably true so the reason why i bring this up is because kyrie irving cavaliers point guard there is going to be featured on the cover of nba 2k18 and so i I just i'm hoping that there's no basketball version of said curses no i think it should be okay there's no such thing as a curse no (laughs) let's let's be let's be honest at the end of the day if we're going to believe in curses why not believe in werewolves right i mean what what's the difference there all right I am more. No, stop. <laughs> no hold on. Stop it. Listen to me. I am more likely to buy into werewolves than I am of a cur- of like the curse of the bambino. Ow, why? I, I'm more likely <laughs> because Anne Rice werewolf. writes good books. <laughs> Okay. Like, right. I I All think right. I I think honestly I think I uh I would be more likely to buy into interview with the vampire okay. than I am curse of the bambino. Okay. All right. Are they both so for you, they're both as silly as the same yes, thing. Yes, throw it in there with Santa Claus, dude. Yes, all those things, put them together. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, yeah, so many kids listening to this show. If your kid doesn't know that Santa's real, he should not. And I repeat, should not be listening to this broadcast. If your kid doesn't know Santa's not real, his parents are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll say about that. So you don't have any worries about this then? No, no. Honestly, I um I think there's a real and 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 possibility that Kyrie could walk out of this as the NBA Finals MVP. I feel Ooh. like, yeah, I feel like Kyrie's gonna have a good series. I feel like he owns the Oracle. Um, obviously after last year, I think he's very confident and and more believes in himself more than he ever has before. He knows mm. what the time is. He knows how to be a champion. He hit knows, the biggest shot of the year last knows year. Knows how to hit clutch shots. So I I. Think I think there's a real possibility there of Kyrie coming up big when it matters the most, which is tonight and beyond. And uh, I, I genuinely believe that there's a possibility that he walks away MVP of the finals. I have watched more basketball this NBA season than maybe like in the last 10 years altogether, right? And mm-hmm. the reason why is because the Cavaliers are really good. You're super into the NBA. It's right. obviously a big part of like what we do on the program, so I want to watch more of it. Want to be so Not only Cavs games, I've watched other games teams. Right. I've been watching more stuff about the NBA. And I've heard people say this, and I'm interested to get your opinion, being the big Cavaliers fan that you are. I heard the other day a guy say on television that Kyrie Irving is the best finisher at the rim for a guy his size in the at that position in the history of the NBA. 
Is that hyperbole? Uh, I or don't, is Kyrie I, that? I mean, he does finish with both hands. To get into to get into the discussion of history, I don't know if I'm going to throw stuff out there without. He's the really best in the business now, that. right? I, 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 dude, it's amazing um, because if you have been a Cavaliers fan, you have seen a, a almost infinite amount of LeBron takes it to the hole, jams it in there, changes the momentum of the game, and the guy is prolific at scoring at the hoop. But I said it earlier this year that Kyrie might be better than LeBron when it comes to going to the basket. And it's it's two such major different things there where LeBron is a tank rolling down in it, but you know, Kyrie is essentially, you know more artistry. Right. He's 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 the um he's the special unit there. He's the he gets in there quietly does does his thing, you know, flips his the body control on him is it's otherworldly, dude. It really is. He's I don't want to say it's it's almost like he's a dancer. He can just do things that that other players just can't do. So I don't know if I'm going to say the best in history, but I mean, dude, the guy is phenomenal at getting to the hoop. How lucky did Kyrie Irving get? I mean, when you think about how lucky that guy got, right? Gets drafted by the Cavaliers. You no longer have LBJ. Right. So now everybody's looking at this point guard coming out of Duke, the basketball factory of save us, Kyrie, save right. us, right? Right. And so they didn't they, they, they didn't win a ton of games, <laughs> obviously, no, when his no. first year in the league or whatever. And but then change of fortune, LeBron comes back home, and you get in a superstar, a guy that likes to share the ball. And so if you're Kyrie Irving, you're like, of course I want LeBron. LeBron likes to pass. LeBron likes to get me involved. And so now you get this guy who's the face of the NBA, the greatest player in the last 50 years or whatever it is, and he's helping usher you into what will eventually be a leading role as a Cavalier. I mean, what a lucky break to get. Yeah, I mean, and, and and then you take you know LeBron coming back and factor in Tristan Thompson, the fourth pick of that draft. That's a big and that signing. He's yeah. still, well, Huge. And that he's still, you know, I mean, dude, most guys in the NBA probably from that draft and from those years, I mean, you know, washed out of the league already. Double T is still a prolific, you know, player. Um, but Getting as far better. As, as far as the relationship with LeBron and Kyrie go, I, I for one, I genuinely believe, and this is year 14 for LeBron, that he is getting better and he's improving as a player. He's more efficient. Maybe not as, as, you know, thunderous as he once was and maybe not as, you know, strong or that kind of player as he once was, but getting better at at, at the game and smarter as a player. So eventually it is going to happen. It probably won't happen for a couple years. It's not going to be next year. not going to be the year after. But Kyrie is going to pass LeBron. I mean, Kyrie's 25 years old, dude. He still has his... Athletic prime in front of him, like his best years of, of his of his body in front. In front Could of him. he maybe win six titles? Uh, it's a possibility. Look at that. I mean, I, you you never hear anybody say that, but think about that. It's it, it, it to 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 look at the Cavs right now, and I said it yesterday that I think Cavs Warriors could go for another two series. I think there could be five before this five consecutive NBA Finals before this is all said and done. Five straight. Wow. Um, nice. And, and and if that is to happen, I mean, their window, the Cavs window of winning championships, it goes beyond that. I mean, I think they have another five plus years of being the contender in the East, being the best team in the East. So like they now, have they have all the potential in the world to uh, make a dynasty out of this. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because when LeBron didn't play this year, they didn't win. 
So what makes you feel like that? Because LeBron's getting better. Because LeBron's body doesn't stop. LeBron's never had that major injury. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Jordan in year 14 here, which, oh, right. no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how he did in year 14. Yes, it does. Um, but LeBron turning into a smarter player, um, like I said, I think turning into a better player. So why would that window shut? Kevin Love's not going anywhere. All these contracts are all locked up. Now, granted, you get a little hamstrung there of what moves you can make, but obviously there's guys that want to come to the Cavs and, and GM David Griffin has just done a bang up job getting guys like Kyle Korver onto the onto the onto the roster, getting guys like uh, D. Will onto the roster, and those guys are going to come in huge in this series. Uh, Scott from Winnie for next year brought it up earlier in the week, and I think a little bit earlier today. Um, the bench is going to be a big difference maker, and if you can get twenty points from R.J. from uh, Kyle Korver from D. Will, and uh, if you can get twenty points there, and you can get another fifteen points out of J.R. Smith. 90 points out of the big three, and then whatever Tristan throws on top. Like, dude, we're talking about 125 plus there, and that's what it's going to take for the Cavaliers to win this game. And like, Golden State's bench is not as deep as it was last not year. Not as deep as it was last year. No, they year. traded it all to get Kevin Durant. To get Kevin Durant. Exactly. So that's those are going to be difference makers. You've got, okay, so you've got Kyrie and Steph. Let's call that a wash. You know, you could say, oh, Steph's better. Oh, Kyrie's better. Let's call that a wash. Kevin Durant and LeBron, let's call that a wash. Okay. Tristan Thompson and D- Draymond Green, call that a wash. You've got J. And Clay Thompson. Okay, we'll give a little bit of points to Clay there, but like only because of what he did last year, right. though. If you're stacking up what he's doing right now, he's shooting 38 percent in the playoffs. Right. So you you look at those at those matchups, and it's like, okay, where's the difference going to be made? And it is dudes like 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 I said, like J.R. Smith. Or, or, I think Darren Williams is going to play Williams. a huge role in this. Kyle Korver, those guys are going to yeah, play him too. Iman Shumpert, dude. Hopefully that guy, when his name is called, when his number is called, dude, that guy goes out there and earns his goddamn paycheck tonight and for the, this next series, man. So as we have what will be a Gatorade G League affiliate team in yeah. the Canton Charge, yeah. I actually listened to an interview with the NBA commissioner yesterday. Adam Silver was on the herd with Colin Coward, and they were talking about the one-and-done problem in the NBA. And, you know, they referenced a Ben Simmons documentary that I – kind of want to go back and watch. Apparently when he was at LSU, he was just being followed around by cameras and he said, what am I doing here? I don't want to be here. I don't want to play here, but this is the rule and I know I can go to the NBA right now, but they won't let me. And so Adam Silver actually said yesterday that they are going to re-look at the age requirement to play in the NBA and maybe then expand the D-League and let guys who are 18 just go to D-League teams and start playing professional basketball, skip college basketball. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is I get Gatorade dumping all this money into this league. Yeah. Totally understand it. You increase salaries, you get better players, product gets better, more people in stands. Totally, totally, totally get it. But could I make the argument that if you're a player, that these college brands are essentially just that they're brands, which will help you? Let's not pretend that guys only get drafted because of how good they can play. It's if you're a storyline, it helps you get drafted in a high position. Okay. So doesn't playing at UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, Georgetown, doesn't this help you? Um, you're, you're, you're naming storied college teams there. and I, I'm nitpicking. I'm cherry-picking names versus right, like... The best of them than saying all... George 100, Washington. 132 or, NCAA teams that there are, you know? So, uh, yeah, I get that argument, but... <laughs> 
it's not the NBA's job to protect the integrity of the NCAA. And let's be real about the concepts of one and done. I think college football is a joke, but really, when you talk about college basketball, boy, what a joke that yeah, is. There's six months in, a year. In the, in the uh, oh, well, you get a free education out of it. No, you don't. You're there for six months. Dude, you're not going to class. You're not doing anything. Adam Silver said yesterday that their requirement is that these guys, that as soon as they're eliminated from the tournament, they leave. Or as soon as they're done in the tournament, they leave. Nobody's in school. Nobody's going to classes. Nobody's doing any of this stuff. So, so like, good. Take that talent away from the NCAA college basketball. And listen, and I, make it I, purely an amateur game. I, yeah, right. I love March Madness. Dude, boy, the, the pomp and circumstance and any team could win. Cinderella, blah, blah, blah. Dude, that's great. Make it about what it was really supposed to be in the beginning is, hey, we as a university have these 15 guys that are great at basketball. Not we're going out there and recruiting dudes so they can have a chance to win one championship. I, I mean, I obviously... As a as a uh, an advocate and an employee of the Canton Charge, dude, you want to see this happen? I totally want to see this happen, dude. Bring more talent into the NBA D League, which will give more talent into the NBA, dude. And that's that's what you're going you're gonna to be more for. game ready when you're going to school. You're going to get prepared for a career. Well, that's what I was going to say. People, you know, people always say. You can argue what college is for. Is it really to educate you, or is it to prepare you for the business world? Prepare you for your to, career. To help you get a job. Whether it's in business it's not or necessarily education or, or whatever it is, you're preparing yourself for a career. And if you're already prepared for that career as a basketball player, get your ass into the D-League, dude. I love it. The G-League is what The G-League. Gatorade pumping a ton of money into that. I agree. I think it puts more talent, and then you know, all of a sudden now... Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, Canton charge tickets are going to be hard to get. Like, dude, if you get guys like Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball playing in the D, uh, in the G League, people are going to want to see that stuff. So, I, I, I think ultimately it will probably help. It's going to make it won't be overnight, but it will turn college basketball back into like full on amateur mode. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad in the end. I guess we'll just have to wait and see together. We do have a pair of Monster Truck Tour tickets. That's coming into the Stark County Fairgrounds this weekend. We'll get you hooked up as we close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program if you missed it. And after 10 a.m., that's where you'll be able to podcast today's episode. Where... You'll be able, or how I should say, you'll be able to listen to me uh, almost have a coronary about Tiger Woods. And no, I wasn't defending Tiger Woods. I was doing the exact opposite. I was coming after people who were telling me I should be defending him. Did you get a snack after that, dude? You, uh, you need I, li- I like to eat after I rage. You, you needed a snack after that. There was a blood sugar yeah. issue or something going on I had to tie it out a little bit better than that because I'm, uh, I'm teeing off today. I'm playing Sanctuary today again. Right. I can't wait. I love that golf course. Just absolutely love it. Uh, I'm going to play there again today. And, uh, and, you know, a buddy of mine just hit me up during the program. He's like, look, man. He's like, I got a tea time. A guy that I know dropped out. You want to play? He's like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll jump in on that. Um, so I, I, I needed to eat a little closer to when that happens to make sure, you know, I'm not fabished on the 14th <laughs> hole. <laughs> trying to trying to figure it all out there. You know what I read today? We'll actually what get into that? this a little bit more tomorrow. Um Is that, you know, that whole 10,000 steps thing? Yeah. There's a doctor that claims that if every person in America walked those 10,000 steps that we could decre- that we could decrease healthcare spending by 500 billion um 
if you're adding an additional 10,000 next to your like, normal walking, yeah, but I mean, you can't walk away a bad diet. America's got a pretty bad diet. So, like, I think it would help. I'm, I'm not trying to say that that's wrong, but I don't know. Maybe instead of worrying about where we're walking, maybe we should start worrying about where we're driving, and, and the drive through window is probably the thing we need to avoid there. I'm not doing that. I'm going to keep eating drive through food. It's good. It's delicious. It's convenient. It's easy. It's cheap. Affordable. It's yeah. the word. <laughs> Dude, I mean, just give it to me right now. I'll yeah, I'll keep it down doing my that throat. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't stop. I, I can't. I have a pedometer on my, I, I have a golf GPS watch. I don't know why. It's, I don't hit the ball accurately enough to need it, but like, you're 147 yards out, right? But it also has a pedometer on it. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll use it occasionally. Yeah. I will say this it's like anything else. When you can see it, it becomes addictive. When you're like, oh my god, I'm only a thousand steps away. For some reason, it makes you kind of want to do it. So like those, I don't know what the they those other like slim health watches that people Fitbits. Fitbits. There that's it what it was. Um, you know what I mean? I, I I can see why that works. I'm worried about you today, buddy. Why's that? I'm worried about you. Why's that? Game one NBA Finals. Yeah. It's Thursday tomorrow, yeah. last day of the week. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to nap it because your brother, like an idiot, had you, just had your nephew's birthday party smack dab in the middle of the afternoon today. And dude, the tall guy got to get the rest. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to put on. I'm an worried extra, about you, I'm man. Put on an extra pot of coffee uh, this evening. Um, but dude, the adrenaline will get me through it. There's no doubt about that. I'm gonna go home as quickly as possible here and go nap it out as much as I can. Um, I do have my nephew's birthday party. My nephew and my niece. It's a little joint birthday party. Oh, a little party. Uh, twofer. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, when your kids are five and two, I believe in the radio business we call it a twin spin that's a twin spin why not get it out you know both out of the way at the same time i sure. can i can understand and respect that yeah. um but dude like i said the adrenaline will get you through it uh tomorrow's friday so if it's a half-ass show eh, dude it's a friday on the stansbury show it's kind of what we're used to right thursday wednesday tuesday <laughs> monday uh i'm not normally superstitious but when the Cavs closed out the other night yeah uh in, in the last series well i happen to be knee deep and two plates of wings over, <laughs> over over at Roosters, and I'm worried that I might have to do the same thing for game one tonight. Yeah, it's superstition that, that's calling him there, not his desire for buffalo wings. I think it's the Carolina gold. <laughs> I think it might be that. All right, we do have another pair of these Monster yep. Truck Destruction Tour tickets. That's going down Stark County Fairgrounds this weekend. We will end the show passing these out. We'll take caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning after a Cavaliers victory this evening on Rock 106.9, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Have a great afternoon. See you.